Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Ryan Atkinson, and you are on the Business Cloud, where we bring on founders and business leaders to talk about their stories and lessons they've learned along the way. We got a great episode coming up with Janelle Shalui of Venus First. She is the CEO and founder. It's a really great episode on how she's bringing representation to the NFT space in Canada. She talks so passionately about what got her into NFTs, art, um, and how she's really leading the charge over, or I guess, in Canada. Uh, super fun episode. Was really thankful to have her on. I'm super excited for you guys to learn a little bit more about NFTs and learn a little bit more about Venus First. Let's dive in. Oh, Janelle, thanks so much for coming to the podcast. I'm so, so excited for you. Thank you for having me, Ryan. I'm really excited for this podcast. Awesome. And we have to do our first kickoff question, if that sounds good to you. Just a fun <laughs> little start, start them off. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would be that person? Okay, that's a that's a great one. Um, you know what? I will actually put in a plug for Khalil Gibran, actually. Um he is a Lebanese uh, philosopher slash artist and um, is really well, well known. I'd love to sit down with him and pick his brain <laughs> that is actually as an artist and as a philosopher. Awesome. So can you just give us a quick background of yourself, of Venus First? Um, would love to hear in your own words <laughs> the impact you're making. Sure. So my background, so I've actually um, had a quite a robust background in business development and fundraising and nonprofit organizations. So that's kind of how I started off. I started off, uh, actually, uh, I lived in Boston for uh, a lot of, yes, yay, Boston, Beantown, my favorite, uh, for quite quite a few years of my life. Uh, I actually went to Norwood High and uh, subsequently went to the College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts, which is my alma mater. And uh, at Holy Cross, I actually had two undergraduate degrees. I had an art degree and a political science degree. I always gravitated towards art because art is where my passion is, but you know how it is, starving artists. I mean, it's a real thing back then. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually gonna get a political science degree to go with that. Um, so I did, but I've always gravitated towards art. And um, that's kind of where my passion for art had started. Uh, and then actually right before I graduated university, I was hired by a, a consulting firm out of New York City, uh, CCS, Community Counseling uh, Services. And that's how I started my career in uh, not-for-profit. So it was really a fundraising and PR firm actually out of New York City that we did um, campaigns across Boston, DC, and, and really across the country for not-for-profit organizations. And that's kind of how I started. Uh, then I, uh, you know, my, my career took quite a bit of a trajectory across the world, um, ended up actually my father had uh, fallen quite ill with pancreatic cancer at one point. Uh, so I left my job in New York and moved to Beirut, Lebanon, uh, where he was being treated and I actually started my own consulting firm there. It was the only one of its kind in the Middle East, uh, and it was for not for profit fundraising. And uh, that's, you know, uh, another uh, notch in the belt, I guess you can say, <laughs> starting a, a firm in the Middle East that's one of its kind. Uh, and then we ended up moving back to Canada. And um, when I'm born Canadian, but uh, when we moved back to Canada, uh, I actually started uh, my job at the University of Waterloo. So for those of you who are not aware of the University of Waterloo, it is uh, Canada's um, Innovation University, you can say. So 29 years in a row, it's been voted Canada's uh, most innovative university. And it actually is where the 
Ethereum was first born. So that's where Vitalik, yeah. So a lot of people don't know this, but here it is right here in my backyard. Um, Ethereum was created at the University of Waterloo. So, uh, and the security wow. in which it was built on was created at the University of Waterloo. So uh, that tech is Canadian tech right here, homegrown. Wow. Yeah, right. I'm giving you all kinds of nuggets today. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually worked there uh, for a few years before I got recruited to Communitech, which is actually the um, oldest incubator in the world. And uh, that's where I was. Uh, I had been working for four and a half years before I decided to step out into Web3. Um, so how I decided to get into that world was actually my husband was reading through um, NFTs and Web3 in early 2021. And he looked at me, he's like, you need to look into this NFT stuff. It's art, it's tech, it's you. So I actually started reading up and I'm like, wow, this is me. I love it. So I uh, started looking into it and actually started creating my own collection just to understand the intricacies. And it's not easy for anyone who has tried to create their own collection. Yeah, you have the coding, the properties, the listing, the experience itself uh, is not very easy. It's still kind of nascent, but it gave me a ton of insight. And as I was talking to women about it, I am, um, none of them were really in the space of web three or crypto or NFTs at all. And it wasn't even top of mind. Uh, and that's when I realized, like, I think there's a problem uh, and started looking into stats. And the statistic I came across was from um, the Boston, oh, sorry, the, the Globe and Mail, actually, the Globe and Mail back in 2018. Uh, and the statistic was that 5% of women in Canada are in the crypto and NFT uh, and Web3 space. And 95% of men in Canada are in the crypto, Web3 and NFT space. And just from a disparity perspective, just from a cognitive diversity perspective, I, I was like, okay, someone has to do something about this. And I guess I'm ready, so I'll step in. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, since uh, I came across my co-founder, Natalie, her and I had known each other, she was the only other woman that was into this space. And we looked oh at each God. other like, we have to do something. Uh, and then hence the birth of Venusverse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so take me to like creating like an NFT collection. Was that something, um, I want to get to like the women part, but like, what is like an NFT collection? Like, how did you even start to build an NFT collection? And what were some of like the challenges with building it? Yeah, so our Women of Venus Verse collection, which we just launched on April 19th, it's on OpenSea, awesome. and uh, we've created quite a community around it, and actually each NFT uh, allows for uh, a free Web3 session, so if there's, you know, anyone anyone who wants to gift a woman and empower them into Web3, awesome. um, yeah, we actually provide that and provide some thought leadership and some AMA sessions. But the collection itself, we we did very differently. So um, most of the large collections that you see on OpenSea right now are 10K uh, collections, so 10,000 pieces, purely generative art. But that's not what I wanted because, again, I wanted to draw it back to art. Yeah. So I actually had a vision and a concept of, um, you know, a very diverse collection collecting women from across the world. So um, if you take a look at the collection, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, diversity embedded into that collection. And uh, there's 2022 of them for the year we launched 2022. And 222 is the number six, obviously six is uh, the number of the planet Venus in terms of mass and size. And it's also, yeah, the number for unconditional love uh, and selflessness. So you know what, all these things came together. And that's why we decided on 2022. 
Um, but so I had the vision and what I did was I, um, I knew right away that I wanted it to be drawn and not generative art for the most part. So I hired a digital artist on my team who um, actually started the drawing process and we were going to animate all 2022. And she was actually teaching me how to kind of um, upskill into the digital world and do, cause I'm, I'm a very traditional artist, painting, sculpting, drawing. Awesome. So I was actually learning that to help her uh, finish out the collection. But as I started doing it, I'm like, there is no way we're going to get through 2022 of this. This is where <laughs> tech comes in. <laughs> so she actually uh, drew 114 wow. uh, and 104 of those are actually animated. Those are, and so that doesn't appear in any female collections that I know. So we're unique in that sense. Um, and then the other 10 are pretty much our team members and then what I had her do was I actually sent her a list of properties and a bunch of properties that I wanted to see. Uh, we drew out those properties. And then what I did was I took it and I hired somebody on my team to do generative art. And what they did was they took that, uh, those properties and built out the remaining 1,908 pieces of the collection. Um, and then I went through the process of validating it. You know, So essentially there's a lot of scams happening out there right now uh, in the NFT space that you may or may not be aware. But what I wanted to do was ensure that our pieces stay intact and stay authentic to Women of Venus first. So we had them validated by another local Web3 startup named Eureka. Uh, and then I have a licensing agreement to accompany those. So if anyone purchases one of our NFTs, they can actually use it in whichever way they want, so long as it's good, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, whether it's swag or if, you know, just putting it up on digital screen or in the metaverse, or if you want to have, if you want to put it on anything, really, you're, you're mm -hmm. able to with that licensing agreement. So a lot of thought has gone into this uh, collection and it's very different than anything else out there right now. That's what I was going to say. Like the thought that has actually been put into this with like the six equals like Venus first or Venus. I mean, this is incredible. The thought and like care that you've put into this. Um, and that that's all been intentional and like all been intentional by your side. Yeah, every we I've really thought through every aspect of of the collection. To be honest with you, I want it to be a vision that I had that encompassed like really my life's journey. To be honest with you, I've lived all across the world, so I oh. want it to be represented, um, you know, to represent women from everywhere. Uh, and yeah, it needed to uh, it needed to kind of tie back to our mission and our vision. Mm -hmm. And do you think so? Like the collection's awesome. Like you guys have like a bunch of different like. Uh, ethnicities um like some have like tattoos on them yep. some have like all different parts to them um and that's to wrap up the diver diversification that you really want women into the space and they could view this collection and say like hey I see someone that's similar to me exactly and that's how most women kind of shop for this or most individuals uh shop for this and by the way this collection is not only for women to purchase I mean I think men have a very big role to play in empowering women into Web3 because we're just not there right now. Like it is yeah. very much a male dominated, um, I guess, area right now that we're moving into. And I think men really need to play a supporting role to help women get in. It's good for all of us. It's good yeah. for, you know, anyone who has a daughter, anyone who's married, uh, mother, if you have a mother, which we all do, you know, uh, all, all men really should be thinking about getting women into this space because right now it's not being built, um, you know, for women per se. So, so yeah, I do think the properties, usually the way it, it works is that, you know, people shop through a collection and they try to, you know, see which one either resonates with them as an art piece 
or looks the most like them or looks the most like somebody that they, you know, really want to, um, to have within their portfolio, I guess. So that's how it works. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I was looking at, I was like, Oh, the tattoo one stands out to me. I don't know. I don't even have tattoos. Probably one, but that one stood out to me. <laughs> um, neither do I, neither do I, but yeah, we wanted to include it as another property. And we also have a little bit of a, uh, a sun stars and moon tattoo on the face as well. So that's uh, a little nod to the universe. So, which is really neat too. I love that. And what are like, how do how do men like help women get into this space? What are some of the ways that they do that? Is it just purchasing it or what are some of the ways that that can happen? Yeah. You know what? I mean, even, uh, you know, if, if mother's day is coming up, for example, or if, you ah. know, a young man, yeah. If a young man has uh, a girlfriend that he wants to kind of get into web three, it's a great way to, once you purchase it, uh, and really our educational sessions are catered towards Canadians right now, but, um, but there are educational sessions for free, but our thought leadership and uh, the community that we're building and the panel discussions, those are all available to everybody um, and will help them uh, integrate into Web3 and get an idea as to what Web3 is all about. Um, so hopefully with the library that we're building, uh, women from across the world will be able to kind of understand a little bit more about Web3, which is a very disjointed right now. It's not really very centralized. It's hard to navigate. Um, like just drawing it back to myself, it took me about four months to navigate the whole space and really understand. And it's, it's intimidating, right? <laughs> it's all permanent. It's all on the blockchain. It's not a very, um, user-friendly environment just yet. Cause it's still nascent. Yeah. Uh, everyone's learning in this space together, but that's the point. Everybody is learning in the space together, mm -hmm. which means women should be learning in that space too. Um, and to go back to your point of how, how men can help, you know, actually when I was at the university of Waterloo, they were one of the 10 universities across the world that were um, selected for the he for she, the United Nations women's he for she campaign, actually, where it was uh, really men empowering women into the space because we can't get into this space alone. To be honest with you, we need the empowerment. Um, and, you know, I think it's very important for men to enable women, uh, women they love, women, women, you know, that that that. Uh, that they know can help in this space, especially um, because we need the cognitive diversity. Like I said, right now, it's just being built for a certain subset of yeah. humanity and it's not really being built for the broader, uh, the broader really global um, audience. And the way we can change that is through cognitive di diversity, getting different um, ethnicities in there, getting you know, uh, women in there, in our case, you know, artists, especially, I mean, this is tides have changed the, the, mm -hmm. you know, the tables have changed for artists. <laughs> now they actually can get in there and they're creators and they can uh, make their money and, and hold on to that money. And they don't have to distribute it to galleries or to uh, studios or whatever it might be. They can actually hold on to that. So this is a new way for artists. Artists should definitely be thinking about getting in there. Web three needs artists. It needs art and culture, right? That's what we need. And so we need that. And if women come to you, so when, when women do come to you, like what are some of their biggest like questions that they want answered from you and how do you address that and like really show them or teach them the ways of like this space? Well, the biggest, I mean, when they come to us, when most women come to us and it's not for lack of not uh, looking into things or, or, um, the re or not researching anything, but it is because, uh, like I said, everything's so distributed and dispersed. Yeah. It isn't really a centralized place to find information. So when they come to us, they have pieces of information, but not the whole gamut of what Web3 looks like. 
Um, and like I said, it's intimidating, you know, so even <laughs> like creating a wallet, you know, I mean, creating a wallet and transferring money, it's like once that money is transferred, <laughs> you know, you don't want to make a mistake. And yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you transfer? And what's a soft wallet? What's a hard wallet? You know, so lots of questions because there are, it's a very new terrain. So to be honest with you, the questions range from everything from what's a blockchain to, um, you know, how can we get onto a blockchain to how can we create a wallet to what's web three? How's that different than the metaverse? What's a metaverse? There's the questions are, uh, you know, there's no lack of questions, I guess you can say. What? So I'll, I'll just ask the question, like, sure. what, how would you describe like NFTs, Web3 and the metaverse in like a minute? Like how would you, in the yeah. shortest sense, how would you describe it? So Web3 is the next iteration of the internet. I mean, it's here. Everyone's still, I guess, wondering what's going to happen with Web3, but really what it is is a decentralized system where we can all kind of participate, but we all need to participate. That's a big thing. Right now, a lot of the big brands are landing um, and they're in there and creating, And uh, but we need you know the masses because it is a peer-to-peer network, uh, yeah. you know? And so we need more peers in there in order <laughs> for it to work. <laughs> but it is the next iteration of the internet. And, um, you know, it's, it's on the blockchain. So it is very transparent, which I personally love oh, yeah. uh, and creates a lot of efficiencies in my personal opinion. Awesome. I love that. Cause I feel like when people think of like this space, they're legit, they, that's like the first question that always comes to mind. It's like, what does this even mean? Like, where can I even start? And that's a good, that's a beautiful, like one minute summary of how it is. <laughs> or what yeah. it is. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think of the iteration web one was kind of, you know, communication email. I mean, I was around when, what <laughs> I remember when web one, uh, you know, first was, was hot and, and everyone was using it, you know, emails and AOL Messenger. And then we moved to Web2, which is really what it is right now, the social media. So you have your Instagrams, your Facebook, your TikTok, uh, Twitter, all of that's Web2. Web3 is just a whole other immersive experience. And that's where the metaverse comes in, which is essentially a product within Web3, uh, where you can actually have more of an immersive in- experience and interact very differently. So you and I wouldn't have a screen separating us. We can actually be sitting down next to each other, having this conversation in our avatars, whatever those avatars might be, but <laughs> put on glasses or contact lenses. You know, the um, I personally know of a contact lens, a smart contact lens company that's actually being incubated by Disney, I, I believe. And, uh, you know, I already think we're there. I think we're already there. We're past the glasses. We're definitely past Oculus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And so you've been the first in a lot of categories. You were the first in like consulting in the Middle East and you're the first like female led in Canada. I mean, what are some of the advantages that being the first in like something like this has and how do you sustain that like first category, I guess, or, you know, yeah. Well, once you're first, you're first, right? Once you're, once you're first into web three in Canada, for example, you're first. I mean, there's no one else that can take that place. So that's nice. That's a nice thing about being first. Um, But obviously it does come with a lot of weight too. I mean, just being it, it, I I mean, in the U S across the world, it's not really, um, you know, web three hasn't been widely adopted more so in Europe than other uh, parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But um, in Canada, it's still just very nascent, you know, so right now we're what we're trying to do is kind of raise the flag to be like, you know what, Canada, this is kind of our game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have Ethereum, we have the security Ethereum was built on, um, you know, some of the founders of some of the biggest blockchain companies around the world are Canadian and uh, some of the technologies that are out there. 
and we have everything we need. We're a very technical um, country. You know, uh, we have we, a lot of bench strength in AI, a lot of bench strength in cybersecurity. Uh, we built a whole brand around trust. So we have a lot to offer as a country. And uh, so that kind of, for me, is a little bit of a, you know, all right, so stake in the ground, let's go, we can do this. And you know what? I'm not going to pretend that I haven't um, had conversations with people who are like, I don't know, I don't know if you should be doing this. And I thought to myself, if every female entrepreneur came across a conversation like that and backed out, we will have no women in the space. So you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and take that leap of faith and and hopefully uh, you know pave a way for women. So that was kind of my incentive more than anything is to have women um, really see that it's okay to jump in and we can figure this out together and let's do this. But uh, I really wanted that to be uh, very visible for women because there, there are no women in this space right now, really, to be honest with you, <laughs> very few of us. That's crazy. And yeah. And so like on your guys' website, then you guys had the goal of like 20% of Canadian women into web three by the end of the year. I mean, what are some of the ways that you get there? And like, what are some of the hurdles that you think you're going to have to jump to get there? Yeah, great question. So it's actually by 2023. Oh, my apologies. Um, so by my December, yeah, my no, because I'm like, I don't know. So so really what we want to do, we we do a lot of the training right now. And um, you know, a lot of women have come into the training from all across Canada, to be honest with you. Uh, and the idea is just to give them this kind of high-level overview uh of web three so that they can actually take that information, do whatever they want to do with it. If they just want to be curious and yeah. stay curious, if they want to start looking into you know, crypto, if they want to start looking into Web3. But even looking at, we're going through a great resignation right now in Canada. You know, It's an opportunity to upskill and reskill. And so what better world to upskill and reskill into is, you know, than Web3, which is right here on the cusp. So we're kind of hoping to impart a lot of this knowledge onto women so that they can enable themselves um, into this world a little bit more and think about maybe, you know, diversifying assets, which is a big deal, right? Women don't really take as many risks as men in that space. Um, and it's because we're just a little more cautious, which is, which is great. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's also good to kind of get, get in there. Um, so our goal really is to help to close that gap. We're doing a lot of these sessions and we're doing them kind of one-on-one -on -one training, but for the most part, like small group sessions, um, because women have given us feedback that that's where they feel most comfortable asking questions and having dialogue around this because it is very intimidating. So we want to continue to do that and grow our audience. Um, to your question as, as to, you know, the difficulties we might face is again, it's still very new, you know, yeah. so we're not only... Um, trying to educate women in this space and trying to kind of raise the flag for Canada in the space. But we're also, uh, you know, faced with, um, we don't really have very many people entering into the space. So we also have to do some advocacy work around this as well. So there's a lot that we're doing in the background, actually, to try and get this uh, up and running for Canada. Nice. What, what are you guys like doing in the background? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so uh, I, I would say probably my days are spent having conversations with um, individuals all across Canada that are currently in the Web3 space as to how we can work together. Um, wow. You know, do we, we also have uh, a Web3 council right now that's being created in Canada, specifically around lobbying. So I had some conversations with them. Uh, I also have a small group that I've created um, from all across Canada of um 
you know, CEOs within Web3 companies are all Web3 companies that we, you know, how can we help move the needle in Canada? And that's the conversations that we're having and we're trying to really get ahead of it. So uh, lots of advocacy in the background, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And yeah, honestly, it's been like, it is really interesting because like, that's what blew me away when you said the statistic of like the 5% in women. Um, Like that's just mind boggling. And like, why do you think that is? Is it because like you said, is it just that, and not friendly UI of like, or what's the knowledge here on how to access it? Or what do you, why did you think it is so small 5%? Yeah, no, I don't think it's the technology. It's definitely, uh, in my opinion, not the technology. And by the way, the statistic is not only exclusive to Canada. This is pretty much, although there might not be as much of a disparity, it's pretty much all across the world. Uh, And there's a few things, right? Number one, it's still an unregulated space, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of, I don't know, you know, should I dive in, you know, because you never, you never know. But at the same time, if you look at all the trends, the whole world is pretty much moving into this space. So it's only a matter of time. Uh, The other thing is because investments in general um, and cryptocurrency and, and that type of space has really been male dominated. I mean, it is male dominated. So it's not a very inviting space for women, uh, you know, trying to get in. And that's why we've tried to create a very, um, a a network really more than anything and a comfortable environment for women to get into uh, because otherwise it's pretty intimidating. Uh, And the third thing is I think, you know, in general, women tend to um, do a little more research, be a little more cautious when it comes (laughs) to jumping into things, you know, and, uh, and, and that's great, you know, but at the same time, um, if they had the, the, maybe the right environment, they would be mm-hmm. more comfortable doing it. And that's what we're trying to do, create a, a comfortable environment for women to jump in. Yeah. And so that's going to be really the key to unlock it is making that community where women can all come together and bounce ideas off each other and share thoughts on how to do this or how to do that. Um, that's really the big bet that it seems like you guys are taking. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's really neat because any woman that contacts me, I get contacted pretty much consistently, which is awesome because it's what we want. Um, And I spend time uh, speaking with them and trying to understand what, where they are in their journey uh, and what their interests are. Um, We always leave kind of inspired by each other. And, you know, for example, I had a conversation yesterday and as soon as I got off the the call, she's like, she sent me a note saying, you know, what about a peer to peer group right here in town? I'm like, let's do it. You know, Uh, we're, we're, we're activating, right. We're activating interests. We're activating the appetite. And that's, part of what we're trying to do. Awesome. Awesome. And so once, yeah, once that, what, like, so what are some of the steps along the line as well? So once you activate that interest, how do you keep them interested? Is it, yeah. Like how do you guys keep them interested and just say, okay, I'm curious, or do they just fall off then? Or how do you keep them like engaged? In, no, in- I think once, um, I think almost most people know that that Web3 is here. Uh, yeah. And so I think if anything, for example, you know, um, one of the women I had spoken to came back to me afterwards and she was asking about if I knew any companies that were hiring into Web3. So that's yeah. another example, right? Um, but the way to keep activated is just to stay on it, right? We have to build <laughs> this environment where we're all um, kind of contributing, where we're all kind of you know, at the forefront, waving the flag and then build the momentum. And that's how it happens. That's how movements really happen, right? It's just, you know, the critical mass that you build around it. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a critical mass within this region because this region is um, the second, it has the second highest startup density in the world outside of Silicon Valley. And nobody really knows this, right? So 
Um, this region has a ton of critical mass that can actually uh, gather around a Web3. And so that's part of what I'm, I'm hoping to do too, is uh, spark that interest for the region. Oh my gosh. And that's what I thought about uh, like Canadian, uh, like Canada right now is there are, I've had very recently for whatever reason, I've been interviewing a ton of people from Can Canadian entrepreneurs and they're all in like this incredible space. We have like you and web three, we had someone that's in like VR gaming. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about like the Canadian entrepreneurial uh, like sphere right now? Cause it actually is pretty mind boggling. It just has been connected recently. <laughs> yeah. We have a ton of entrepreneurs in Canada and to be honest with you, everywhere from um, Montreal to Ontario to, yeah. uh, you know, if you think about Calgary right now is actually up and coming, especially in the Web3 space. Vancouver Incredible. is very much into the Web3 space. So there's no shortage of entrepreneurs in Canada. We, we like to jump in. We like to create companies. Um, we are, I guess, um, we do have, so Canada's very tied government and uh, academia. Uh, a lot of things are funded by government. So the way I see it is we need all the players at the table, right? We need academia, government, startup, scale-up, enterprise, you name it, uh, to kind of be uh, talking about what Web3 is and how we can enable more entrepreneurs. Because I assure you, once, once those conversations happen, um, there will be pivots, big pivots, uh, but there will also be more budding Web3 companies that, uh, that are kind of the idea was there, but they ne didn't necessarily launch. So uh, I, I know that there'll be more that will basically be sparked. We are a very innovative country as a whole, to be honest with you. Yeah, because there's like some great companies like the Lululemon's there, but like you also have just like all these startups are happening in like very innovative spaces. And like you, of course, hear it in like Silicon Valley all the time, but like, and like Miami's getting a ton of hype right now, but like it really, there's a lot happening in Canada. And I don't think people are fully paying attention. No, to you know, I think, and you know, I, I don't know if it's because I, I grew up most of my life in the US and I, you know, and I yeah. um, am very comfortable, you know talking about things but in general i think we're 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 a little more humble but i i would love to see us break out of that and talk a lot more um you know i always give everybody one proof point about web3 i said i i basically tell them we have one proof point in canada as to how we can actually win in web3 and that is actually at the university of waterloo we have an ai institute we have a quantum institute uh we yeah uh, we have a cyber institute and we have a games institute all four of those that's one proof point and it's the most innovative university in Canada. I mean, I'm talking about like MIT caliber, you know, if not, <laughs> it really is. It's actually, it's our MIT. Um, and that's one proof point. So imagine what we can do as a country, you know, where we have all the, we have a really fantastic educational system. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot we can do. And I really want to see us kind of break through and, and uh, lead the charge. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And speaking of leading the charge, we're winding down here. Um, speaking of leading the charge, what, what advice would you give to like a young 20 year old woman entrepreneur that wants to start her own company? If that's in web three or any other industry, what advice would you give to her? Well, obviously you have to, um, you have to do, do all, all your research and know what you're getting into. That's, <laughs> that goes without saying, but, um, we need more women to jump in. We need more women to take the risks. And you know what, if you, if you float fantastic, if you, if you soar fantastic, <laughs> you know what, we will have situations where, you know what, we jumped in and we weren't sure. And, um, it didn't necessarily soar, but that's okay too, because you actually jumped and you learned, you know, I, I think, um, we always talk about 
failure when we talk about entrepreneurship, but I don't, I don't see any of that as failure. I see it as learnings, you know? So what are the learnings we took out of this that we can actually uh, use to iterate or use to build something new? Uh, and that's the thing that I think we forget. So my advice to women is don't be afraid to jump in. We need women to jump in. We especially need women to jump in in Web3. Uh, and if anyone needs to talk, they can definitely reach out <laughs> to me. I'm happy to give them that extra boost, but um, don't be afraid. I think fear is the one thing that holds us back. And that's why we, uh, we're underrepresented slightly. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Janelle, you've been awesome. Awesome. This has been a really engaging conversation. I've learned a ton about like NFTs, Web3 as well. Uh, Last question for you. Where can people find you? Where can people learn more about Venusverse, more about you? Where can they connect with you? Um, And we'll leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, please visit our website. It's www.venusfirst.ca. And we actually, the, our open C link is there too. So if you're into NFTs, um, please support our cause. We're trying to do great things, but we obviously can't do it alone. Um, and then if you need to, if you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm on LinkedIn or, uh, you know, if you are, we have a contact us form also on our website. So uh, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to talk. Awesome. And those links will be below. Janelle, thank you so much for joining us. This was an awesome conversation. So happy to have got you on. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. It was great talking to you.